My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, we have a new guest with us this week, Michael Cosido. Michael, how are you doing today, man? Good, bro. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, for those who don't know, Michael, you and I go back probably you know, 10 years at this point. Yeah, like which is, 2011. Yeah, yeah, 2011. So it's been a, we've known each other for a long time. We've been friends for a long time. And you've been a pretty big influence in my life when it comes to fashion and sneakers, Thank right? You. Without you, I probably would have never started Edward Joyner because I would have never, you know, been into the brands and been into the style that I'm into or that I was into, you know, when I was in high school and a little bit in college. And so I wanted to bring you on on this podcast to talk about, you know, your life, your experiences, uh, talk about your style and, you know, just learn a little bit about you, man. So let's start with the first question. You know, where are you from? What things did you enjoy as a kid, and, and how has your childhood shaped kind of who you are now? Word. Uh, I'm originally from New York, Oakland Gardens, so Queens. Uh, I went to school in Flushing for since, like, kindergarten or pre-K to eighth grade. So I was kind of embedded in, like, that little community with every race. But when I was younger, bro, I was, like, really big into sneakers, number one, for, like, for like ba- from like basketball reasons, you know, right, right. like my biological pops, he was playing ball, so I was like watching him, you know. And that's when you're young, and that's all you see. You start to like naturally fall in love with the game itself. But yeah, definitely for show sure, basketball. I was really big into building things, like right. Legos, uh, Beyblades, things like that. You know, just right. something to build. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it was, I I feel like I had a pretty, I had a lot of fun with that, you know? Right. So you would say your childhood was pretty fun. It involved, you know, basketball involved kind of creating, uh, you know, how do you see that play out in your life today? You know what I mean? Like how is, how is being a, you know, love, having that love for basketball and having that love for creativity? How do you see that like in yourself now? Truthfully, bro, like, I feel like I was able to influence, like, my little brother, like, with the game of basketball just because, like, we kind of fell in love with it together. So I feel like that's something that, like, will always stand with us. Like, it's like the culture itself, you Mm -hmm. know, because, like, when I was in New York, we're not playing football in open fields. We're we're playing, like, in these hoops with no nets. And, like, aluminum backboards or whatever. Like, steel backboards. But, yeah, man. Like, it was just fun. We weren't... There were... We were never, like... When I lived in New York, we never... I never hooped in an indoor court. Wow. Yeah. Until until I was, like... I I was never, like, in organized basketball. Right. That, like, until, like, 7th and 8th grade. Right. So, like, I'm just, like, playing, like, with whoever... Building Legos, Bionicles, stuff like that. And, and like, literally, yeah, like, that's all I was really doing, bro, to yeah. be honest, and schoolwork. And, it, and, and the thing that's crazy when I hear that is, like, you didn't, you only played outdoor courts where, like, you know, I, I, I play basketball all my life, and, you know, 99% of it is organized basketball. It's just so crazy, the difference between the two. But 
the love is still there, obviously yeah, for both 100%. of us. Um, and so that's 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 really special. Um, did you have a, like a favorite, you know, team? Like, were, were you a Knicks guy? Were you a Nets guy? Like, talk tell me about like like who you looked up to from a basketball standpoint. Well, like when I really started to follow basketball, mm-hmm. it was like mainly like the Allen Iversons, the Vince Carters, the Kobe Bryant's, the Tracy McGrady's. Yeah. But like for some reason, bro, I loved Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And like this is like when I still lived in New York, mm. like and when he was still on the Nuggets. So like I claimed myself as like a Nuggets fan. But really like <laughs> but really I was watching like a lot of Knicks games and a lot of Nets <laughs> games. But they weren't that good, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you had this you had this you liked Carmelo before you even moved to, to Yeah to Colorado. So like you were you were like watching the Nuggets and end up moving to Colorado. So like And then and then he went to the Knicks, Knicks like the yeah. same year I yeah, moved. That's and crazy. I was like, yo man That's crazy. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Like I've been rocking with Melo like when he was on the Nuggets still living in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy, man. Like, it was crazy how all that happened. Hopefully this doesn't spoil your answer for this one. But what's your favorite Melo moment? I know that he played against Kobe Western Conference Finals. That's it. Like, you can't top that, yeah, bro. Yeah. Man, like, R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. This, bro, that is the greatest. That is, like, the greatest performance I've ever, like, like two players going back and forth. Back that, and forth. That man. was Back literally like you pull up the highlights after this podcast. Watch that for some entertainment. Yep. What year, what year? What year was that? Like oh nine, bro. Oh nine. Yep. Oh nine. That's when they got the chip. There, the Lakers did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was their. That was their fourth one, yeah. I believe. Yep. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. My mom would let me stay up for them games. That's, That's crazy. Cool. Um. So. <clears throat> kind of pivoting from from basketball. We could talk basketball for hours. Yeah. We, we both love hoop. Um, but, you know, when did you start caring about fashion and sneakers, right? Okay, uh, definitely it was sneakers first. I went to a private school from kindergarten through eighth grade. We had a uniform from first to eighth grade. And we would have, like, we would have these cards that were given as, like, an incentive, you know? Like, it was called a nut card. It stood for no uniform today. Mm. So, like, of course, like, when you're at a private school, there are really guidelines, so you're not wearing anything like too crazy, anything that's saying anything crazy, but nobody ever told you anything about your sneakers. Like that's the only like that's what we really saw or w- what we paid attention to because we had a gym uniform, we had shorts, we had sweats, we had a we had a crew neck that we wore, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was just sneakers, you know. So it started with sneakers. Like when I think of New York, I also think about how, um, <clears throat> you know, sneakers are kind of this mode of transportation, yeah. right? Because, like, you're not, you're not going to be driving around in a car. Like, talk to me a little bit about that, man. Yeah, man. So, like, in New York, we... There's a lot of public transportation, clearly. You know, you got the bus, you got the subways, you got... You can literally go anywhere. But, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I feel like a lot of kids, they paid attention to cars. Like, nice cars, you know what I mean? Like, my... I remember my... I had one of my stepbrother, he was a big fan of the Nissan 350Z. Okay. But he lived in Long Island. Mm. So you you kind of see like a, I feel like you see a lot more cars there. Mm. While for me like I really didn't see a lot of nice cars, but we really paid attention to like sneakers, you feel me? Yeah. Like every time we 
like go to a park, go to the mall. It was always sneakers. Sneakers, and it's it's funny because like like I said, it's the way you get around. Yeah, you, know, you use your feet. public transportation. It's your yeah. public. Yeah, it's you know it's it's the way you it's the way you get around. So that's that's super fun, bro. Um, so you know, what are some of your favorite? You know, kind of transitioning. You're big on sneakers, right? When did you, when did the fashion come, right? Because you touched on the fact that you know. You had the nut. What were they called? The the in in the uh, private school nut days or what? Were oh, they? <laughs> <laughs> nut cards. Nut, yeah. No uniform today. Nut cards. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that's when you kind of started focusing on you know sneakers. But like, when did the fashion come? You know what I mean? Or like the sense of your own personal style. I feel like that's definitely something that has developed throughout my time in high school, because like in high school. I wasn't working, so my mom and my dad were buying clothes like for what like what I was gonna wear. So it was like, like we were getting deals at like Nike outlets, like anything in the outlets we can find, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But then um, my uncle, my stepdad's uh, cousin, he had a bunch of Jordans, and he was he just got married. He was like, I don't want to wear these anymore. Can you help me sell them? And I was like, yo, like, you don't, like, my eyes lit up. So, um, this was, like, back when DXC was a thing, Dunk Exchange. And they were, they've been doing those in Colorado for, like, since, what, 2011, 2012. Oh, wow. But, yeah, I moved a bunch of sneakers from there. I got 30% profit, gave the rest to my uncle. And other than that, bro, I wasn't getting, like, any other form of income when I was in high school. I was Mm. just really buying and reselling sneakers. And that was, like, mainly my only source of income at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, for those who don't know, explain DXC. Because I think a lot of people uh, who might listen to this might be like, what is that? Right? Okay. Yeah, word. Uh, DXC, it was a dunk exchange where you could... This was, like, basically before, like, StockX really existed we're talking about before all the the apps that we had yeah, now before the internet went crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh it was like it's it's in a public venue you pay for a ticket either uh beforehand or at the door it costs more at the door but it's really just a place of gathering where there's music there there's people buying selling and trading sneakers and it was more like you sold things based on what it meant to you personally Rather than rather than now, there's like an actual market for the things where like this is the set price for the sneaker you want to buy, mm-hmm. rather than what it actually means to you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was just one perspective, like on how the sneaker game or whatever you want to call it has kind of like changed. I don't know. I w- I don't know if it's for the better right. or for the worse. It's different for everybody. It's definitely but, changed. But it definitely changed. You know. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? You know, right now. <clears throat> Um, I want to kind of split this question up. But let's start with sneakers. What are some of your all-time favorite sneakers? All-time? Yeah. Jor- any Jordan from, like, Jordan Retro from 1 to 14. 1 to 14. Like, like the OG colorways. OG colorways. Talk to me about them. You got a couple couple names? I'm, like, it's really, like, I mess with 1s heavy, 2s one. heavy, 3s, yeah. 4s. It's like really any of them, right? Any of them, you know, yeah. like I know a lot of people are really big into ones, ones like it's the it's the most versatile Jordan, truthfully. Yeah. But 
for somebody like who like I was named after the man Michael Jordan like yeah. like clearly bro like, Mike <laughs> yeah man like and that's all I saw I remember like when my dad would give me uh Jordan like he would buy me a pair of Jordans like before like everything happened uh the Jordan came with a card mm-hmm. and you like you look at the card and it's 1 through 4 it's like 1 through 17 yeah. cuz I had a pair of Jordan 17s but uh yeah I always looked at that card it was something like I I always paid attention to basketball culture rap culture it all kind of woven together definitely definitely so that definitely influenced me i would say for sure i mean who would you say right right now in the nba you talk about basketball culture and i think this is a a new thing that's becoming more and more popular but who has the best um you know who who sports the best outfits coming into the arena obviously there hasn't been basketball in a while but like who did you say like is kind of a, a leader of the culture when it comes to fashion in the nba Man, I really don't know. I th- I feel like all these kids are really just putting on like anything they want nowadays, yeah. and like buy anything, like do them. But I feel like this is just like I feel like a lot of players or athletes they weren't as like conscious like of what they were wearing back then. Like you, like you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, back yeah. in the nineties, like for sure, because there was like there was that suit where they had there was a time where David Stern was like dress code. There, yeah, there was a dress code because yeah. of Allen Iverson. Yep, yep, yep. So it's it's been fun to kind of see that transition too. But like, let's talk about fashion now. So you're into you're into you know <clears throat> retro Jordans. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some some products or, or items of clothing that you wish you could get or all-time favorites to you or things of that nature so your all-time list or something that you really love when it comes to the clothing if i can get like it it would be like mainly sneakers truthfully really so it's more focused on sneakers yeah like definitely the jordans like from 1 to 14 like yeah. in a bunch of og colorways yeah if you could collect them uh nike yeezys definitely uh, was I was a pretty big fan of those, but could never get my hands on them. I remember, I remember me and David. We would try to, th- like he would always tell me about Yeezys. If anything, like we were, this man really showed me a lot. <laughs> and that's David. Uh, David, we went to school with him, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. David. David. Uh, David works at AOD right now. Um, good friend of Mike. Good friend of mine too. And. Um, also, just another kind of stylish, fashionable person, right? Yeah, that's my guy. Um, so, you know, how has how has your style changed over time, would you say? <clears throat> uh, I would definitely say, like, in high school, I wore... My clothes were, like, really loud. Rather, compared to, like, now, I feel like everything I try to wear or, like, consume or, like, purchase now is, like, something that is, like, number one, timeless, Clearly something that I can see myself wearing from like 5, 10, 15 years from now. Something that will never go out of style, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just things I like, you know. Just what what I want to cop personally. Like people are really into high-end designer. People are really, really, pe- pe- they don't really pay attention to things like that. And then yeah. some people, they're like, yeah, it's cool and all. But, yeah. you know, everybody's different. Everybody, per- like they cop whatever they want. Everybody expresses themselves differently. Definitely. So, but yeah, me, I'm a minimal guy. Minimal guy. So the the transition from loud to kind of focused in on these quality, but just not as loud, just quality pieces, right? Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent, man. For sure. Like, uh, 
I remember in high school, <laughs> I was wearing this, it was like a navy blue ice cream hoodie, these burgundy Levi's, <laughs> they were like some 508 Levi's, and these black great fives, and somebody, I forgot, it might have been you, David, or somebody, it was like, bro, are you colorblind? <laughs> like, I was like, yo, hop off, man. <laughs> Oh, they're yeah, clowning bro. you a little bit. They're, I was like, they were trying I, to clown I, you. <laughs> I, I had my fair share of unnecessary fits, I would say. <laughs> and it's fun. I feel like a lot of people go through that. Cause yeah, like, when you're in high school, you think you got it. Like, yeah, you, think you, know um, you, you think you know everything. Um, but, uh, I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit about what makes a quality outfit, right? Mm-hmm. For, for you, right? What do you think makes quality? You talk about minimalism, but like... Uh, you introduced me to ALD, which is a great brand, Emily on Door. Uh, talk a little bit about their brand. Talk a little bit about what makes a quality fit, man. Well, it was like when you fall in love with a brand, you fall in love with everything that the brand represents. You start to you look at the brand, and you're like, how does this represent me as like who I am as a person? Mm-hmm. So whether if it's like a graphic or like you like how something looks, you're gonna like, of course you're gonna purchase it, you know. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like what makes like a brand great, I feel like is like of course like it it would be timeless. It looks good with multiple pieces. You can wear it with like mo- like sweats. Yeah, it's it's a versatile piece, you know, and just something that. If it stands out to you, it'll stand out to others. But, of course, not everybody thinks how you, like, we don't all think the same. Everybody has their own opinion of uh, what they like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like that's, that's, everybody has their own opinion on, like, what's a good brand to them. Right. But that's, sure. what, what's a good, that's what a good brand is to me. Right. Something that represents what you like and versatility, all those things. So, let's talk about what you're wearing right now, right? Okay. Uh Obviously, we're on a podcast. Uh, they, people can't see us, but you know, talk to me a little bit about what, what, why you decided to wear what you decided to wear to to this I, man. I wore my Yankee fitted gray brim because it's like eighty six degrees outside. Yeah, it's hot, and my neck is burning, so I'm wearing <laughs> my fitted backwards. Uh, this Carhartt work in progress pocket tee, and these Ald New Balance shorts that dropped. Their last, it's like, like in May or March or something like yeah, that. Yeah, earlier this, earlier a little bit earlier this year. this year. Yeah. And I got my Reeboks downstairs. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. It's, so would you say this is like your typical summer outfit or like what would you consider to be uh, like 70 degrees outside or maybe 80 degrees outside? It's, it's a little bit breezy. Oh, yeah. I'm not changing, bro. You're not changing? <laughs> I'm this? not showering. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, I'm kidding. But like, this is something that like I definitely wear. You know, like pocket tees. Just I've been wearing what Carhartt Patagonia baggies as well. Mm -hmm. My Reeboks, my New Balance, something like that. Right. Just because you know the weather. What it was ninety one degrees yesterday. It's hot. Hot. It's hot outside. Extremely hot. Yeah, in the summertime, you gotta you gotta stay cool, man. It's it's dangerous and if it's you don't. It's dry, bro. In like, Colorado, and yeah, it's dry. Very dry, very very dry. Uh, you know, what are some brands or some some products that you've seen over the, the last couple of years that are standing out <clears throat> to you right now? Uh, whether it be new brands, new companies, or or brands that you've always been in in love with. 
I really feel like I I appreciate a lot of brands and mm. like what they what they bring to the table, like mm. who their audience is and how they like present themselves. But truth, like what, like as like even though I don't wear a lot of Supreme anymore, I have I do have some Supreme pieces, like mm. some very they don't look like Supreme pieces, right. but. Uh, I've been a really big fan of their accessories. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a lot, mm. but I'm just like, as a brand, it's like, oh, they're, it's it's more than just clothing, you know? It's more than just skateboard decks. It's more than just... Right, right. You know? They really try to find fun items, but useful items, too. Yeah. Like, like things that... Like, my barber has Supreme Clippers. Like, exactly. I'm like, wow, bro. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> he, he uses them, too. Yeah, he yeah. cuts my hair with yeah, them. Yeah, he cuts them... <laughs> That's why you get the nicest fade in town. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's that's a good point. I think Supreme does an excellent job at you know yeah, their accessories. accessories. Um, but in terms of Edward Joyner, let's let's kind of switch and flip the page. You know, what are some things that you think our brand can do better, or just some things that you like? And, and things that we can kind of work towards in the future. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I've always respected you and your opinion. And you know, having you here on this podcast right now, I would love to hear what you have to say about Edward Joyner, too. Because why not? First off, bro, I really want to say congratulations. And that, like, I do respect, like, everything that you've done, you know? Thank you've, you. You've developed a pretty cool brand, you know what I mean? Thank you. Uh, I feel like for the future, the products that... Uh, you make or bring out I feel like they can be more versatile that's just something that we all think about is can we wear this with this right. you know it's like putting like this shirt and a jacket and like kind of putting it together it's you know it's like it's kind of like music you know mm. like you put a you you hear a beat you hear a rapper but if the rapper's off you're just like ah man or if the right. beat is off and the rapper is like or the artist is like this is he's just like putting everything out on the track yeah. sometimes it doesn't click you know but yeah. in terms of like the brand itself bro i think you're doing a great job you're doing you're definitely making a name for yourself i believe in a right manner and you're doing it the right way cuz you've you've brought this idea of being environmentally conscious of like you just didn't want to make clothes, you know, right. which is like if you you cater to another audience like that. But I just I I like it, I really do, bro. Right, you're headed in the right direction. I, I appreciate believe. it. And I think you're. I, I I'll definitely take that to heart. You know, we want to try to be as versatile as we possibly can, yeah. right? Obviously, we don't have a huge collection, or we don't have a huge, uh, we don't have a lot of items. But uh, going forward. I mean, that's something that I'll definitely take to heart with me when, yeah. whenever I'm curating the products that I curate. Um, and you kind of hit it right on the head. We, are, we do want to be sustainable, uh, but we, we still want to get, um, we still want to <clears throat> attract people like yourself, right? Because yeah. I think, you know, by, by nature, I'm, I'm more, I want, I'm more like you, right? And yeah. I, wanted, I, I like buying items and, and purchasing items similar to how you do. And I think that there's an audience there that um, we still need to tap into. So I appreciate the yeah, feedback. I really course, do. Bro, I really do. But uh, I mean, man, I I also appreciate you coming on, man. The Thank podcast. You, it was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we should we should definitely do it again sometime. But um, I don't. I I, I really appreciate you, man. I Thank really you, do. bro. I appreciate you for having me here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, brother. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. 
We hope you gain some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.